Well, hey, welcome there to the SBP podcast, the voice of mobile film. You're listening to episode 63, and I'm your host, Susie Botello. Out of all the items that most people around the world have access to, a mobile phone or a smartphone is the most prominent. Even if you have a laptop, a camera, a printer, a watch, a car, a bike, or a bed to sleep in, the phone is the most common item that people have access to around the world. I just read that 96% of Americans alone own a cell or smartphone. And 85% own a smartphone. It may even be higher. I think that was in 2015. The International Mobile Film Festival in San Diego accepts only films shot with mobile phones. Any phone. Now, by focusing on the phone, we assure a platform open to everyone, including those who own traditional cameras and other mobile devices with cameras as well. By only accepting films shot with mobile phones, we provide everyone a fair and equal competition. At this time, submissions are open to short films, one to five minutes, and feature films, 40 to 90 minutes. Submit your films by going to our website and clicking on the Film Freeway link or the button, and don't miss being a part of the next year's 9th edition International Mobile Film Festival and come to San Diego to be a part of it. Our guest in this episode came to San Diego to participate at the film festival last April. She submitted the short film The Deepest Cut and won second prize. If you're working on or thinking about making a film, don't underestimate yourself. You really have a chance not only being selected and screened in San Diego, but winning too. Listen to Alexandra Giusu's story and be inspired to inspire yourself. Welcome to the SBP podcast. Guess who I'm here with? I am here with Alison Alexandra Gillisu. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. It was great seeing you here in San Diego a couple months ago in April. Uh, oh, yeah. At the film festival where, you know, you had a great time, didn't you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was great. It was it was a great time. It was a great festival. I mean, really. one, one thing I want to share with our listeners is like, so she made a film for her first, the first mobile film, um, which I should say actually is your first film film, right? Yeah. If that yeah. makes any sense. Uh, because she's made videos before, but they were like promotional videos. But then she made an actual film and also with her phone. And she came to our film festival all the way across the world from Montana. Where in Montana are you? Oh, St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. I don't know why yep. I was thinking Montana. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but she came from there, 
came to San Diego, uh, brought her wonderful family, um, and walked away with a trophy for second prize with her documentary (laughs) film, a real tearjerker, by the way, guys, (laughs) um, (laughs) called The Deepest Cut. So, Alexandra, share with our listeners um, a little bit about yourself. Um, You were in another one of our episodes earlier, but let's just pretend that uh, no one wants to listen to that right now because they're listening to this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But they want to hear about you. And how is it that someone who has never made a film before makes such a touching and moving film that not only won second prize, but you actually... You also won the Global Mobile Film Awards Honorary Award. And um, that was, because this can be confusing to people, that was, a, that was actually, we formed a judging panel with the Global Mobile Film Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a judging panel, and there were two filmmakers that won Best of Awards at, the, at that award ceremony, because it's, it's not a film festival, it's an award ceremony pretty much like the Oscars. Uh-huh. Um, and those two uh, judged the films, the short films, from only the attending filmmakers who came to San Diego. Okay. And um, one of them was you who won the, uh, the honorary award. And uh, the two filmmakers that were on that panel were Matteo Tibiletti, who won... Best Experimental Film Award for his film called Yes, No. And the other one was, and he, he was, he's from Italy. And mm-hmm. the other one is from Australia, Brian Hennings, who won the Best Cinematography Award for his film Focus. And they chose your film as well. So you won, you, you left with two awards. We, we didn't think it was going to turn out that way, but that's how I know, it turned out. I know. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yes. And Matteo, luckily enough, happened to be at the film festival. He came out from Italy to present you with the award. Mm-hmm. And that was also a really, really great moment because you guys, you know, everybody, listeners, when you come to this film festival, like Alexandra, go ahead and explain to them what, what the ambiance was like at the film festival. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, everyone is so welcoming and so friendly and just, I mean, and it's genuine. I mean, there have been so many people that I've stayed in touch with a lot. And in fact, there are even some that the winner, in fact, that I've been in touch with. And we have pretty long sort of text, you know, or message conversations. And we've never even met at the festival. I mean, that's sort of how amazing that community of, you know, these artists is, is, is the fact that it's true that you, you make these connections and the people, everyone's really there for each other. And it, I never thought that that was the way it would be, you know, cause you entered as a first time person entering into this, I just thought, ah, eh, you know, we'll see. I mean, I don't know what these things are all about. And everyone says, yeah, you know, kumbaya, everybody, you know, everyone sticks together. But in San Diego, it really, it absolutely was like that. I mean, everyone was just so genuine and so supportive of one another. 
um, that, you know, it just, it just left me with a very positive feeling about, you know, doing future films and, and sharing them with the people that I met and, and staying in touch with them and seeing the new things that they're doing as well and supporting them. I mean, it's just, it's been great. It really, yeah, it really personalizes the entire experience because I know that when, um, well, I didn't tell Mateo, I hope he's listening. I'm sure he is because he also supports you. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't tell him until literally that day, maybe even just a few hours before. <laughs> hey, by the way, here's here's who won um, and 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 hand her this, this award certificate. Um, and so... When he found out, it was more like, hey, my new friend. You know, yeah. I mean, it could have been anyone there. But that's yeah. part of why I did it like that, because I wanted one filmmaker who actually attended to walk, to know from that group that one of you would walk away with an award. Even if you didn't, it just happened to turn out that you also won second mm-hmm. prize. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say you had not, you you would have at least walked out with that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But that was a, a really neat experience for him and for you as well. Um, but what was it? Um, I, I want you to share a little bit about your film and what this film was about, because it, it, it really did touch people. Um, everyone there. And, and, you know, you get people sometimes who say, Oh, Alexandra, everybody was talking about your film and, Look, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Guys, everybody was talking about her film. I, I'm not just saying this. I mean, I, it's honestly true. And some people that I hope that are listening to this were at the film festival and they'll say, yep, I was talking about it. I remember going up to Susie and saying, oh, my God, that film, you know, from the sponsors that were there, the judges that were there, the um, regular, you know, attendees that showed up to, you know, to experiences and the other filmmakers. Well, there was even the, the photographer's son was there, right? One of the photographer's son was there and he came up to me after to tell me. He was like eight or nine or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really touching. Um, I, I don't know. I guess the film has been doing well because, I mean, I, I know, I know probably everybody says their film is really honest, but a lot of times people try to tell you that in order to do a documentary, you need to keep yourself sort of separated from the subject matter. And um, this one obviously wasn't because this one was based on my own family. That's why and, it was a community stories program. Right. And so I felt that how how else could I fully share you know, the emotion of this piece without having that connection. I mean, that's, that's what stories are about in general, right? I mean, stories are, are about your, your personal connection to it. And then you're sharing that with other people. So if you don't make that connection yourself, I don't, it's hard for me personally to understand how then you can successfully sell that to somebody else and have them feel what you're feeling. Now, I'm certain lots of people, people actually do that and do it very well. They have to because, because so what makes this different also is that you, for example, um, you know, you happen to have the camera with you, the phone, 
right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and you learned how to use that. This is a new time that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, years ago, before we had the capability of a phone with a camera, people couldn't do that. You couldn't say to someone, hey, you know, I mean, that the story itself is is not uncommon. That's part of the, the attraction to it. Right. Um, it's the fact that you can tell it from the inside as opposed to having the news or the media or or to hire someone to to actually, you know, to get your story out from the right. third perspective. Right. Oh, that's absolutely true. In fact, it's it's interesting because I was I went back and I saw my family again this year and you know, I had every temptation to pull the phone out again, but I got to tell you it's like you know, as emotional as the the one was that I did, I, I actually reached a point where I was like, I, I can't even do this one now because <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just too much. It was, uh, so yeah, I think the, I think the, the deepest cut is, is it, it just kind of, it just kind of gets the very top part of what that full story is. But the, the, the full story is just, a lot, I think a lot for probably most people to take in. It's, it's kind of that a lot of the insider stories, not, you know, all of them, but a lot of insider stories about uh, people with multiple sclerosis tend to be based more on the positive aspect and absolutely should be right. Because you want, you don't want to depress everybody that has MS and, you know, you, you know, you, you want to keep people, um, positive and always, and always feeling hopeful. Uh, and, and this short film was just a look at really more just the reality of what some people go through. I mean, it was, like I said, it's just, it was pure and raw and I didn't try to make it positive. I didn't try to make it negative. I just tried to show it for what it was for, you know, my mom and my brother living through it. Um, and that's why that, that's why like, even for me, like right now, like doing the, the full version of it, I think would be probably, it could, I actually think it could actually be maybe too much for a lot of people to take. Um, because the full story is, uh, just, you know, you, it's something that most people just can't even take in. They can't even, they can't even almost understand it when they see it. So, um, and then it may have already been done. Yeah. You know, it I, may have, it and, and not everybody wants to yeah. see that. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, it, it has been done before and people get, you know, they, people have that, have that like full, like, you know, not, it didn't just hit me emotionally, but it hit me like so hard that I can't even, you know, stand up again kind of thing. You, you know, we don't, and it doesn't need to be rehashed over and over no, again. And I think what made your story very, I mean, look, I love documentaries. I, I would fall back in the day when I had cable, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would turn on, you know, a channel and a documentary would, you know, had just started or something and I would sink into it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like I was looking for it or that I was attracted to a particular story or anything like that. It's just that I fell into it. And documentaries have that draw and that pull. And, and it could be an hour or an hour and a half. And you're going, why am I watching this? And it's because right. it's so, rea- so real, mm-hmm. you know. But 
the angle and the perspective of your story. Um, you know, this is this is Alexandra's brother who has multiple sclerosis. And she is sharing this story. I mean, share a little bit about how you even came because you you know, I'm talking about falling into a documentary. Yeah. You kind of fell into this yourself as the person who was telling this story, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I I think it it sort of stemmed from really um when I was working full time, um I was really starting to move from doing uh exhibit design. Exhibit design is for a lot of people, it's when you you know you go to a museum or you go to a science center or an aquarium or a zoo, and it's it's the information that the stories that are being told to you, and some stories are told very successfully, and other stories are not so interesting. And so, you know, for twenty plus years, my job was to try to, in writing and in picture, to convey that story and to. Um, you know, either to impact the audience somehow to the visitor. And I started moving more towards uh, video because for me, I just felt like it, for me, I felt like it was missing something. It was missing that extra little connection by it being so static and that that was just the natural progression. And I, I started realizing that, you know, for me, it was so much easier. There were so many just there's so many good stories just out there already that for me, I didn't, the need to invent one at the time, just, it just wasn't necessary. And for years I had been sort of watching from side my brother and what he was going through. And I'm constantly telling myself, God, this is a great story. This is a great story. And then just finally decided I have to take, I had to, I have to show this. I have to get this down um, before there's a moment in time where I just can't and it's too late. And that that's what I did. I ended up just saying, you know, I'm just going to go for it. And I always tell people that, you know, that's why, you know, sometimes the, the, if you look at it, okay, the cuts aren't the most cinematic in a way, because you know, I was kind of, I was being a little, surreptitious about how I was doing it at first. And then in the end, I came clean and I, I talked to him about it and he was absolutely on board and wanted to tell the story and wanted me to tell it. And, and that's when I got, um, the amazing audio, uh, from him and my parents and his son, uh, that could almost like be their own story, like their own audio story in themselves. It was, they were just, it was amazing the testimonies they gave. So, then trying to kind of go back and fit that all together into that concise, like that, that nugget, that kernel of what, what he was going through, um, is, is how that, that whole process worked out. And so now, you know, and, and for me now, just with the, the future projects I'm looking at, it's, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, again, you know, I, you know, I have a, a a person, a friend, a good friend who does a lot of cinematography, and we sit down, we talk all the time about all of these great stories that we make up, and hey, what if we did this, and what if we did that, and you know, we really start to go down the road of doing that, and in the end, you know, I still end up going to the ones that are the real stories that are out there, that I'm just like, well, this is just this is just waiting for someone to to go in and tell this, so. 
um, I get the documentaries for me are just, I, I don't know. They're, I just find them just so attractive. Uh, they, I don't, I don't need to add anything to them really. They're so, educational in, in many yeah. ways too. And, yeah. um, I mean, you get, you know, the, the saying of, um, walking in someone else's shoes. I mean, you can do that with a narrative film, of course, or yeah. I mean, just name, you know, any of the, the war movies, um, right. and things like that. But, you know, there's something about a doc- documentary that's just so much more realistic. It's untreated. It's so raw in many mm-hmm. ways, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and sometimes, so, and a lot of people can't. Um, a lot of people can write that, and those people are, you know, they're truly amazing. But you know, a lot of people can't and can't write it. Can't yeah. fake that. And when it's when it's right there in front of you, that's I guess that's how I approach it. It's right there. Why, why make something up when I can just you know, look over there and tell and and show show that slice of life that people may not have paid attention to before. Right. Yeah, but, and and like I said, there's I mean, you and I both enjoy documentaries, and there are people. Believe, believe it or not, <laughs> that hate them. <laughs> they yes. just can't stand. They just they just want. But they, they, the only way that they're ever going to learn what it's like to be somebody else in in a situation, regardless of what that is, is to show it to them in a movie. And that's why a lot of the greatest movies, even ET, remember from mm-hmm. uh, Steven Spielberg, they yeah. have a message um, that that bites. You know, um, Mm -hmm. at the end that kind of you go to bed at night, you know, you've watched a movie maybe at three in the afternoon and you're going to bed at 10 or 11 or whatever. Right. And -hmm. you still have that lingering thought about the message in that film. It's still with you and it can be with you and stick with you forever sometimes. Um, Your brother, I I do want to talk to you about your brother. We meant to record this podcast sooner, but, um, you know, you got to go and see your brother just this last weekend, right? Right. Yeah. What was that like? And did, did you share the news with him about the uh, success that his stardom? <laughs> I did. And yeah. he's, he's very funny. He was like, I, he said, I don't know what I did. I didn't do anything. I was like, what do you mean you didn't do anything? You're the whole reason why the story is a success. <laughs> and That's was, so awesome. I was like, you did everything. So yeah, he was, uh, I, yeah, I think he, I, I think he appreciated it. Um, I, he also tries not to make a big deal out of that, out of it. So, but that, that's always been his nature. Um, so to even just to get the photo I got with him, he was kind of like, why, why would you take a photo with me? What did I do? I was like, um, you're the whole reason the movie is what it is. <laughs> so he, we seen the, wanna... he saw the poster, right? <laughs> yeah. That's know, his face on there. <laughs> I know. You know, um, but yeah, so, and, and, you know, I, I, obviously I think the response I got from the rest of the family was, um, was bigger, but that's just because of who they are. Right. It, it wasn't, it, it had nothing to do with, he didn't like it. It's just, you know, he, he tends to be He's humble. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't want a lot of attention. So, yeah. 
Yeah, he's humble, he's modest, and I can understand. I mean, it's it's a very hard. I mean, what are you going to say? Oh yeah, I rock. I'm the best. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he's probably a little shy about it, which is perfectly normal. Um, right. And at the same time, it's like it's not like you know he ran a race and won. It's it's more mm -hmm. like it, it is, you know, out of something that he doesn't want that he didn't right. choose. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just trying to be realistic without like, it's, it's such an emotional story. Um, speaking about your family as well, um, what did they, what were their thoughts on that? Because I don't remember too much about how supportive they were. I, I remember your dad watched it frequently, but your mom didn't, mm -hmm. couldn't. Right. Um, I think they were very supportive of me, uh, doing the film you know they didn't know they they're like what is this film thing i don't understand <laughs> but they've never understood anything i've done but partially because most of the stuff i've done had to be confidential so i basically tell them i can't tell you what i'm doing so alexandra <laughs> is a secret agent <laughs> right it's a, in the in the industry i was in and still am in freelance it's like you basically can't tell anybody what you're doing until it's open so mm -hmm. it was the first time i told them hey i'm doing this and they're like huh what 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 is this okay okay whatever and so yeah my mom when she, when i sent it to everybody the family to to watch uh my mom, I guess, was – well, she said she was so emotionally struck by it that she just couldn't watch it again, that that was it one time. I mean she's shared it with family members and friends and she – yeah, she's has no problem doing that, wants to do that, but personally cannot watch the film again, whereas my father um, watches it constantly, e even today. He still watches it Um which is interesting because he's the one that says he has the hardest time facing what's going on with my brother. But I, there, I don't know. There's there there was something about it that um, I guess just struck him in a way that he just has to see it over and over. Maybe it's also therapeutic for him because it's kind of like if you're scared of fire, maybe that's why you keep lighting matches or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, because my father's dealing with it twice, right? He's dealing with watching his own wife decline and then his son. So That's it, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's got to be really, really hard on him. I can't even imagine. I mean, and it sounds strange for me saying that because it's my family too, but the perspective I know for him is, is a completely different perspective than mine. You know, because he's living with the person that's and watching, you know, watching her slowly go away and and then knowing that his own son is as well. Um, you know, I'm I know he can't bear that. So I, I'm happy that the film is is somehow helping him in some way. I know he's not watching it to. I and mean, he's not watching it to depress himself by any means. He's watching <laughs> no, it because he's watching it because it it gives him something. It fills that that void, I guess, that he might be feeling. Um, so that's really good. It, it it might also make him feel like give him strength to get yeah. through it. 
Yeah, maybe. Um, we don't know. We're just guessing here. Your poor dad. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, he, it, I, he hasn't ever really explained why. I mean, he's told me that he does, but he's never really explained why he he's felt the need to. But he does. And yeah, well, yeah, that's good. Uh, when you when you were accepting the award, um, there was not a dry eye in the house. I, don't know. I know, especially not mine. Thank you uh, very much, Susie. That was like the hardest thing. I had no way. idea because you you were <laughs> you you were getting through everything okay. Yeah. Um, I know even before we did this first podcast, um, you know, I I um I created community stories for a reason. And I don't know what I was thinking because I get emotional too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it does, it does do it, it. It's like, I felt a need for this and um, the phone, you know, just being able to say every, you know, person in the world has access to a phone. There is no need why anyone should have to wait for someone else to share their story when they can share it themselves, even though right. not everybody you know, is savvy in this way or another, but I think most people, once they try, they, they really inspire themselves to continue and to keep going at it and, and to see what can, it's, it's almost like starting to draw something or starting to paint, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, look, this is kind of coming together. And then next thing you know, you can kind of step back and say, Hey, it's something. And I created this and this is a depiction of, you know, something I, I meant to create. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, so, so I created that for that reason and to give you the place, you know, in the space to be able to share that with everybody. It really yeah. did mean a lot to me, but I'm, I was hoping that it meant a lot to you and to everyone. And I swear my intention was not to make everyone cry. it was hard no I know because I I think that was the first time you know I watched it at the film festival the um transparent film festival yeah in New York City where it won best documentary and congratulations by the way thank you and and that was hard but it was easy to stand up on stage after because they showed it in the middle of all of the winning pieces. So I had time to watch it sort of recover and then later on talk about it. And then for you, you showed it and then you were emotional. And then I was like, I went up, I was like, okay, I can do this. And then when I looked out at everybody, I was like, wow, I can't, I mean, I just couldn't even do it. And I was, it was, I was so fortunate that, um, my husband and daughter just happened to show up on time because I honestly don't think I would have made it. I would have made it through that if I didn't see him uh, across the room and have him come over because I think it was, you know, when I put the film together, it was very easy to do it uh, sort of objectively. Right. I mean, you know, I had a goal. I knew what I wanted to achieve and I was able to, Believe it or not, I was able to separate myself emotionally. So I I didn't break down while I was putting the film together. It was, it's always been after, you know, now that it's completed and now that it's, it's, you know, what, seven or eight months since I've done it, 
that now I watch as purely as a viewer look, you know, seeing it almost as if it's for the first time. And it's like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I, I never realized it was really that hard to, to take in because even now when, you know, from time to time when someone comes over to the house and my husband's like, oh, you have to see this, this film that, you know, my wife did. And then we all stand by the computer and I put it up and I stand there and I watch it. And I, and, and it, the same thing happens like at San Diego, I sit, I stand there and I go, oh my gosh, I, this is like, this has to be like the hardest thing for me to watch. And I didn't realize, I just didn't realize when I was putting it together, how emotional it was, which for me is, is quite a surprise. <laughs> that's, that's actually why one of the reasons why I like having you as a guest on this podcast, because that's inspiring. Um, and to share that part of the story with our listeners, because a lot of people to get started at something, sometimes they need that extra assurance that it's going to mean something. But the mm -hmm. thing is that we really don't know, do we? when we start no. something, what it's going to mean until it's done. Right. Yeah. You just keep going. You just keep, it, I, it's like, it's as if you go in a completely different mindset when you're putting it together. Right. And, and you're just looking at it in so many different ways. You're, you're not necessarily looking at it. You know, there were, there were times I was looking at things going, Oh, that's like, that's the perfect expression at this point in it. But I, But when I was doing that, I wasn't doing it in the sense of I'm about to like break down right now. It totally wasn't that. That's why I find it so fascinating that, you know, the way I put it together and then the way I view it later are just two completely separate things. Do you think that that experience of because you were knee deep into it, it it's hard yeah. to see. I mean, In the old days, it was film, and I, I don't know, but if you Google that, guys, you'll you'll find photos and little videos or whatever of these, you know, black and white photos or um, videos of people. Usually, it was a man <laughs> most mm -hmm. of the time um, wearing, you know, white blouse and and slacks or whatever, and they were sitting mm -hmm. in a in a room, and they've literally got strips of film all over the place. They're mm -hmm. like literally knee deep in, in, you know, kind of a metaphor for the deepest cut, right? Knee yeah. deep in all these film cuts, right? Um, and it, they're just in the middle of it. And they're just putting things together and splicing things together. And, and it's when you have that completed story because it's, mm -hmm. it's really just pieces, you know. It's like putting a puzzle together. Yeah. It's when you step back after you put all the pieces together and you consume the entire thing as a whole, as a story that you go, Oh, wow. You know, look at, look at what I did. And do you think that even inspires you, you know, looking back at all the pieces you put together and then what it did. And then on top of that, not just about the award, but about sharing it with people to, To have them feel something. Yes, because uh, even with the promotional stuff that I did prior to this one, I had that same that same goal in mind. So everything, just like you said, everything was sort of putting the puzzle together, and it wasn't ready. It was never ready until that final piece was there, and so that's 
that's you know again that's that separated mindset of 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 making those pieces yet knowing that the emotional connection had to be there so we always talked about it when I was at work and doing this promotional piece is that there was a tear factor to them. And the tear factor, I wasn't trying to always make people cry with stuff. I mean, it, it could be tears of joy, tears of laughter, you know, it, it, it wasn't sad, but it was that it would always strike some sort of chord. And I've noticed that, um, fortunately, I guess for me that, even after, I mean, I've, I've just recently done um, a few more little pieces, like uh, some promotional, and it, it's it's amazing to. I, I don't know what it is. I don't I don't know what I do to tell you the truth. Um, but it, it's the the feeling that I get when I hear how people react to it. They're just. You know, I, a lot of times it's like, oh my gosh, I'm just crying right now. I'm just in tears. And like I said, it could be tears of joy, but it's tears. Like somehow striking that chord is in, in those viewers is just that number one, because that number one goal. Pe- you're bringing people to life. You know, yeah. we we're, we're, as, I, I mean, we're, we're living in a world as human beings, you know, we're, we've got emotions. We haven't, we're, we're still animals, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. but we're humans. Uh, yeah. We have, we go through emotions and all these things, but we're living right now at a time where everything is so fast coming and going, you know, mm-hmm. it just comes and goes and comes and goes and we're, we're touching and, and dropping things at the, you know, just we're like little machines. And mm-hmm. to know that we can bring something into someone's life that brings them back into that human moment where they feel something yeah that feels it's not about power it's just about like connection like I'm yeah. connecting people to something that makes people feel human yes and I always try to think of them in terms of this one you know mine was easy because it was personal right it was my it was my family story but when I when I do these for other people, I do, I immediately try to put myself in their shoes so so I can understand the connection that they're looking for as well. If, you know, if, if you don't do that, you're never going to understand fully what, you know, what they're feeling, you know, it's not what necessarily what they want, but but how they feel about whatever that piece is that you're doing for them, right? It doesn't have to be a documentary. It could be, you know, the the last thing that I just did was, I think, a 17-second um, little promotional video for a ballet company that I'm on the board of. and But it was trying to catch the emotion of the founder of the company. You know, I I know her and I and I know the passion that she feels towards what she wants this company to do. And I had to be able to place myself in those shoes so that I could put this little this little piece together for her. And when she saw it, she's you know, that's that's I guess that's how I nail it. That's how that's that's how I try to approach all of these pieces that I do for people. Um and so maybe not everybody else has that same, you know, maybe not all viewers have that connection, but at least the, the, the people I'm doing it for do. And it seems like that then spreads because then the people that support them or, you know, support them, follow them, um, they make that same connection that 
the people I'm making them for do. So uh, that's somehow that's it's a I, it's some kind of weird formula, I guess, that seems to be working right now. Um, Whoa, you said a magic word there with formula, because I, I do want to emphasize to to our listeners um, something that's really important because there you know, there's a lot of chatter about smartphone filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And there, there's going to be people out there who are going to tell you that there is a formula to this and that you must, you must do it this way or that way. Mm-hmm. That you need to have this, that you need to do that. Um, there are people who make professional films, you know, whatever you want to call it, have experience, and they have their formula. Uh, that has right. been around for hundreds of years, <laughs> um, right. hundreds, but about a hundred and something years. And you, you, you say to people, you know, I say to people, look, you've got, you can't treat a phone like a traditional camera. This is your mm-hmm. phone. You can't, mm-hmm. you, you are, you are very close. We are, we are very close to our phones. We pick it up every day, every moment. No filmmaker in the world would eat and sleep and go to work and go to the grocery store with their camera. Um, right. It's a whole different animal. It's so, very heavy. Right? And kind <laughs> right. of a little bit of a risk. <laughs> right. Um, exactly. Yeah. And, and so to say to you guys, I'm just trying to emphasize this, and I'm glad that Alexandra just kind of sparked this in me to just say it now. But basically formula and processes you can have i mean feel free to invent your own formula exactly feel free to invent your own process and you do this by picking up your phone please do it hold it sideways for me please yes <laughs> just so that it can be a part of the film festival and put it on a big screen and look nice at least for that <laughs> um but just do those things and then hit record and just start recording things and then put things together. Even, even if you don't think you have anything worth putting together, play it back. Play back and yeah. see what you've done. You don't like it, there's a delete button. You right. know, uh, you like it and you think, well, maybe for something this will work. Just put it on a hard drive somewhere. It doesn't matter. Just, just do it because you will form your own way of doing things. And don't let this be... Don't let mobile filmmaking be what traditional filmmaking is, where all of a sudden you have people on top telling you, you can only do it this way. You must have this. You must do that. Right. Um, don't let people tell you it has. you have to be a perfectionist in some way or to have super amounts of experience in this or whatever. As a matter of fact... Um, if you all, if all you're going to do is try and experiment with other people's formulas, you will never get anything done that's yours. That's true. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I've run across that a lot of people, you know, trying to tell me, well, you know, you really should do this and make sure you do that. And, you know, I try, I take it in. I, I definitely listen to what they have to say. And I'm like, in, in, you know, kind of research it a little bit and go, okay, yeah, well, maybe there's something about that that I can try. Um, but I still try to keep it to, you know, how it works for me. I mean, 
I, in expressing other people's stories, I am still expressing myself in some way, right? There, there is a part of me that's in every one of the pieces that I do. You, you can't, you truly never can separate yourself from that. I'm in showing you somebody else's story. I'm still showing you something of myself. Your and if Right. And if somebody's going to try to tell you that you have to do it a certain way, then you're not, you're not sharing yourself anymore. Right. It's, it, yeah, it, it there's just, something lost in it then. Not, not only that it is, it just, it really does have this, this people don't realize what they're doing when they're doing this to people, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's like, you know, a little kid, right. That comes up to you and says, I want to learn how to do this. And the first thing you do is tell them, give them, throw at them all these rules and all these, you know, lectures of how to Mm -hmm. do it. And you're really turning off that spark. You're watering it down for them so that they kind of like don't want to do it. And then, and then great. Now you're doing it and they're not doing it. And it's all yours. And that's Mm -hmm. what's happening again, because it's like, for me, it's, it's a little bit personal because it's like, I didn't go all out to create, this opportunity for people to to realize their dream using their phone to that have it turn out to be like this medium where only only these incredible people get to share their stories through film and realize right. their dream and everybody else just falls through the cracks and and feels like oh they've got to spend more money they've got to write i mean look whatever works for you there there mm-hmm. is a process for making films sure you know you, you know, right. you do your storyboarding, you write a screenplay, blah, blah, blah. But you know yeah. what? Get started on your way. Don't even write anything. Just go throw yourself out there and start it out. Don't buy anything. Try mm-hmm. to, you know, there's stabilizers, there's gimbals and all these things. And um, that's great, you know. But just try and do these things without that at first. I'm not saying, hey, if it looks like crap, go submit it to a film festival. Right. <laughs> You know, you be your own judge. You be your own critic. You're going to be the worst at it anyways because you're going to be tough on yourself. But don't forget, you can pick the same phone up in in five minutes and start over again. That's right. You know, and you don't have to hire, you know, Brad Pitt to do it. (laughs) <laughs> to to right. watch in your films you know it's not going to cost you and no one's going to hollywood isn't going to be you know the tabloids aren't going to go crazy about you know your failure it's just not like that and right. i think that more people the one thing that i would like to see more of is like what you did to actually think story behind mm-hmm. no matter what you do because i think if you get too involved in the formula and the process you forget to focus on your story and that's when you really bury yourself in the details huh yeah that's oh yeah because works. i think a lot of people get the and it's very easy to you get very deep in the weeds of you know uh how am i going to color correct it and how am i going to you know how exactly am i going to score it and how am i going to you know the the cinematography of it and then there and all of those things are very important. I would never say that they're not important. And yet, I think there are times that people get so caught up in that, that they don't realize that there's hardly a story there, that they forgot about maybe the most important aspect of what they were trying to do. Because, you know, they're just trying to make something that's so, I guess, perfect in every way. 
right? They, they want to yeah. hit all those notes that they forget the reason why they're doing it. Like the reason why they're supposed to be hitting those notes. I do think that, um, that the films, you know, some people do get disappointed and say, well, my film looked better than that one. Right. right. Why right. didn't that one get selected? And why did this one win when mine was more this way or had better sound or, I mean, all these things are important, but I think as a whole, you have to have mm-hmm. a good story. Right. You know? And I'm not the judge. <laughs> <laughs> and and seriously, um, we cannot show you <laughs> Alexandra's film yet. Darn it. I, I know. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You're the Alexandra Spielberg um, <laughs> of the industry. Uh, no, but, you know, some of you who submit films are aware of the fact that you, while you're doing a festival run, uh, a lot of film festivals will still say you can't show them online anywhere. So we can't do that yet, but we are going to be able to do that. And, um, and when we do, <laughs> we will, uh, maybe what I'll do is I'll update the article. Cause I write an article on medium, but maybe what I'll, I'll do is I'll go back and edit this article and insert that, but at least for now, we'll put the trailer in for, for listeners. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be, that'd be great. I, I'm so appreciative of that because yeah, I mean, we, we, you and I talked about this. I mean, again, this is the first time I did this. So I just sort of went everywhere with festivals and, and a lot of the festivals I entered didn't even have a mobile category. I just said, well, let's see what happens. I'm just going to enter it as a documentary and it was sort of in the middle of all all of this that I realized that, oh, okay, well, I didn't, you know, I I didn't maybe plan it as well as I should have, right? Because it's like, oh, well, let's just see what happens. It's just, you know, I'm just rolling the dice. And in rolling the dice, some of the dice said, eh, you know what? Uh, you know, you can't do this. I forgot about that. I forgot about maybe the festival right in front of it said, hey, we're going to show, you know, part of what we do is we're going to make it all public. I'm like, oh, no, I'm like, <laughs> now, now I'm in a bad place. Um, so I know now for the next time, I read I the rules. I, 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 and it's really not only read the rules because, yeah. you know, I did read all the rules. It's like, it's like actually like really plan, like seriously plan out how I'm going to enter these things because you know you know there are some that maybe I do really want to still enter that are premier but then I need to make the conscious decision of okay then don't enter that in the middle of all the other ones that are going public you know make sure that that one perhaps is the first one I enter if I really want to so then that's done and I can go through all of the other ones that I'd like to enter that do want to show it right away. And well, so Alexandra, I, there are millions of film festivals I know, I know. in the world. It's, it's crazy. Um, I keep up with them. I know yeah. exactly. So exactly. I don't know anybody can. I really don't. It's a, it's <laughs> a very hard, I mean, it's, it's basically like walking into, I don't know where you're listening to this, this too, because there are people all over the world listening to this podcast, but there is an ice cream store here called 31 Flavors. And you walk in, and if you're eight years old, like I once was, like some of you maybe for all I know, um, <laughs> you want 
all the flavors <laughs> in your one ice cream cone. Right. So, um, and you want to taste them all. But if you if you go there and they give you this little tiny little pink spoon and you try every one of them, I'll try the pralines and cream and the, the, the you know, baseball chocolate or whatever it was and the uh, chocolate mint and the strawberry whatever. And once you're done tasting all of them, you really can't even handle the cone. Um, right. But yeah, it's like that with the film festivals. There are millions of film festivals out there and you can see that they all have websites they're mm-hmm. all on Twitter. They're all on Facebook. You just go on Google Film Festival. And, you know, you're going to get a list that says on the bottom, you know, there are 2 million and 54 selections for you, pages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Film festivals. And you're going to have to sift through all of those. It's going to be a very tough call. What I would do is first you put it in hours if you shot it with a phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but uh, quite honestly... I think uh, you should submit them to the ones that, to you, you've heard of first. Um, you know, I mean, who hasn't heard of Sundance or Cannes or any of those film festivals, you know? I suggest you also submit them to local film festivals, wherever you are. You have a good chance of them selecting you, right, Alexandra? That's right, Yeah. And, Just got um, selected in my local one, so. Yeah, and then read through the rules and read also on what their criteria is because if there's something about that that's going to contradict one that you really want to put it into, then maybe you'll just add it to the list of maybe, you know. Yeah. Um, and narrow it down and then give yourself a window frame to say, look, I'm only going to have this film go through film festivals for three months or something right. like that. Right. Because I think it does wear you out if you're constantly submitting films to film festivals. I mean, they they do have a demand for your time, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, um, absolutely. So, I mean, I know I do. I put people through the ringer, don't I, with, with our film festival? <laughs> hey, <Yeah. laughs> send me this, send me that. <laughs> yeah. And well, uh, the thing is, like you said, there's so many out there. You can just... I mean, you can get caught up for hours. Yeah, just sort of going through them and it's like going on Netflix everything. and picking out a, a movie. It is, <laughs> it is, and then you forget, right? And then you're like, "Oh, what was that one?" You know, like five festivals ago that I was looking at. Was that? I can't remember. Was that a good one? Or I, I just it what? It could consume your whole life. <laughs> it really yeah, could. Really. And then so you know, you're stuck with that one film going through all these film festivals. And um, you don't have time to make another movie. Right. Exactly. You know? And speaking no, of, right. guys, uh, we're open for submissions right now. I'm I'm hoping through after all of this that Alexandra will submit another film to our film festival. I don't absolutely. know if you will. I hope you do. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, I awesome. Yeah, I have, I have a few of them in absolutely in the work. So I will be submitting something again. Oh, that's awesome. And I hope you make it make it back. Um, I know. Oh, yeah, I would love to. It, it's um, San Diego liked you, too. <laughs> <laughs> San, San Diego liked everyone that came last year. I hope everyone that, that's been submitting films to our film festivals, even the ones that couldn't come last year, even the ones that didn't get selected for whatever, whatever reason, just just keep, keep submitting your films because um, I, I, you know, Alexandra knows I'm not kidding. I I love filmmakers and mm-hmm. um I really had it was 
for me, it's it's better than my birthday. Happens on the same month. <laughs> um, but it's better than my birthday. Um, it's better than Christmas to me. It's the one thing in my life that happens every year that just it just brings out the best uh, in me, I guess. Um, I just I really have a great time. And I really enjoyed having you as a part of the film festival. Um, and again, if you, if this was to our, to our listeners, if you, I mean, Alexandra never made an actual film before, you know, but she went all in, you know, into it. And I mean, it may not happen to you, but for her, it was like a great investment. Wasn't it worth it? Oh yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) So, absolutely. So what would you, what would you say? We're wrapping up in an hour here. What would you say to all our listeners that we haven't talked about that that you think they really should know? Uh, just in terms of filmmaking Anything. in general? Anything you want, any, any message you want, Alexandra? I think that whatever you feel passionate about, you just need to do it. Um, I would have never been here right now talking on this podcast or having won the award and it's the winning the award doesn't matter. It was actually making the film. I would have never made the film if I didn't just say, all right, you know, I've got a passion. I really want to do this and I'm just going to do it. I mean, too many times people want to do things and then I don't know, they find an excuse, like some reason why they shouldn't or they can't. And just don't let that happen. Um, I was fortunate to have a lot of support, tremendous support from my husband um, to to do what I've done uh, and to continue doing it. But I mean, just for yourself, just whatever that is, it doesn't have to be film. It could, it could be anything. It's just, if it's something that you really feel that you want to try and you want to do, then just do it and don't conform to what society and everything's telling you what you feel like you should do because this is the way you were raised and this is the way the world works. Just let that all go and, you know, take that risk. Um, like I did. And you really have nothing to lose in the end. No, you don't. Not at all. If nothing else, I mean, for me, this was all about just completing something. It was about this, I want to make my own film. All right. And the, the full satisfaction was I did it. I, I started it. I went through the process of it. I completed it. And then I entered it in a film festival. It was never to try to win. It was never to try to be like we talk about the next Steven Spielberg. It, It was never about that. It was about just, can you start something and finish something that you really want to try to do? Most people stop it. You know, we say most people, and it's true. Most people stop if they do it, they stop at around 80% and they just kind of, and that's it. And this is about, you know, just go all the way because the, you know, when you do that and that, that feeling of, that feeling of satisfaction and accomplishment is, is like nothing, nothing else. I mean, no, just regular workplace accomplishment can is anywhere close to what that personal sort of goal feeling that you have when you go after something that's just for you. 
Yeah, think about, you know, taking a photograph. I mean, that may be the simplest thing you do because you just point and click, right? Right. But when you have a completed film, that, that story, that completed film, it's there forever. It's yours. Yeah. And yeah. even if you don't submit it to a film festival, you know what I mean? I mean, even if you never put it on, even if you, I mean, of course. Even people, just share it with your friends, yeah, you know, your family. Yeah. That, it but doesn't for matter. Some odd reason, you don't want to share it with anyone, not even your own dog, okay? <laughs> just do it just so that you'll have that self-satisfaction of saying, well, I actually did this. And maybe you can watch it. 50 times in one night because it pleases you to see, look what I did, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I was able to do that. And you can, people say, you know, other people inspire you and it's true. I'm inspired by a lot of, Alexandra inspires me. <laughs> I swear. Um, and, you know, sometimes we inspire ourselves. I inspire myself sometimes too. You know, I go about doing yeah. something and I go, holy cow, I actually did that. Wow. I'm, I'm, I inspired myself by doing that. And I'm going to keep doing it again because I know I can do better. And there's nothing wrong with inspiring yourself. <laughs> there's, right. I mean, right. there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, cooking something when you know you, you didn't think you could cook something. Um, I tried making fish tacos a couple of years ago and I, they were the best. <laughs> um, I never knew that was going to end up so good, but I, I tried it. I thought it would totally fail. It felt so good to know I could make my own fish tacos. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with that. It just makes you feel good. And just like sitting down tonight, putting on your headphones and listening to this podcast, no, uh, to listening to some good music, and feeling good. There's nothing wrong with that. But what comes even better is knowing that you created something that you're going to enjoy. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So um, with that, I guess I kind of did have to have the last word, didn't I? Um, That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, you you really do inspire me to, to keep adding. Um, <laughs> Alexandra, um, why don't you share with everybody, do you have a website yet or not? No, I don't. I do have a, I, the deepest, the deepest cut is on a uh, Facebook page right now. That's right. Uh, I did get that far. That's good. You know, the website thing is so funny. You know, as a creative, yeah, a creative, sometimes creative people are their worst enemies. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I said about the 80%, this, this website will get finished one day. It's just, I got to just sort of let it go and just let it out there and <laughs> see what happens. I mean, really, honestly, I think all you really need is, I mean, calling it a website sounds like a monster. Um, right. What you really need is just a, 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 like a landing page, like a hub or something, just something to throw links to and mm-hmm. some photos and you know, whatever you want on there, just, just to have a presence. Yeah. Um, it's so easy to say that too, isn't it? Cause I tell people that all the time, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, just do this, stop thinking it all the way through. And, and then I had to say, I, and then I had to tell them, don't do what I'm doing, which is just, you know, again, getting stuck in the weeds of like, everything's gotta be just right. <laughs> and, it's, it's because I really should listen to my own advice, right? On that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, listen to mine. Just get there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Listeners, if you're not inspired by Alexandra, then I have no idea what will ever inspire you. But I, you know, when check out the trailer of the film, come back because ultimately we will have, (laughs) we will be able to to share the film here. It's a five minute film. It's not um, a long film, but it will, it'll, it'll definitely, I'm not trying to say that it's going to make you cry, but it's going to help you um, and inspire you. I think to share stories in a, in a, in a way that you can move and touch people um, and, show them something that maybe they weren't aware of before. And I do want to wish you, your family and your brother, the very best. I can't say enough in case you're listening. um, Congratulations. You're, you're a true star and I hope you get better. And I'm saying this to your brother. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. And thank you. Say bye to our listeners. Bye everybody. Thank you for listening. Oh, I hope you got something out of this. <laughs> and I hope you watch a deepest cut when it does come out. They definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.